0: Start testing yourself before the necessity is, and I'll use this term lightly, but it can be this way, do or die in your business. Do it when you have a little bit of a runway, when you have a little bit of a safety net, start proving to yourself through small actions that you can do it. You know, just, just, just move on and
1: evolve and, and have the courage to do that and realize, you know, you're going to apply all of that knowledge elsewhere anyway, and it will come full, full circle. You just have to trust that.
0: Every day, from anywhere, for free. Welcome to Next Level University.
2: How do you talk with your family about quitting your job if they have a belief around going to school, working, then retiring?
0: I think, that's number one, that's a great question, and I empathize with that. I'm very blessed because my family was supportive. You change the conversation from career to happiness and uh, fulfillment. We're not talking about, well, you know, this is what we did. This is what you should do. The The thought is, well, are you, if it's say it's mom and dad or family in general, are you as happy as you would have been if you pursued your dreams? Do you really enjoy waking up every day and going to the office or going to the place of work that you work at? Do you like the environment? Do you like the rewards? Do you like what you're doing? Do you feel fulfilled doing it? I think that now more than ever, the conversation around careers has changed. And I think a lot of people have my favorite, this is one of my favorite quotes, a lot of people have their P's in the wrong order. They care more about profit than they do passion. And if your family thinks you got to go to you got to go to school because you got to get a really good job and make a lot of money, they're not worried about your passion, they're not worried about fulfillment. I would sit down and have a real authentic vulnerable conversation with your family and say these are the reasons I actually want to do this. I think I'll be happier. I think I'll be more fulfilled. I think I'll have a bigger impact. I think I will like my life more. Make it less about the <sighs> the approach and more about the result that you're looking for. And hopefully your family will empathize just because somebody else did it doesn't mean it's the right path for you. And especially if you have a different goal, if your goal is to be fulfilled, then your career is going to look completely different. So I would say, sit down and have that conversation, honest and vulnerable. Look, these are the reasons I want to take this journey. These are the reasons I'm choosing this approach. I really hope you'll support me. And if not, Then you have to have another difficult conversation. But at the end of the day, you will be happy doing what you think is best for you. Nobody else knows what's best for you, unfortunately, because they don't have the thoughts that you have when you put your head on the pillow at the end of the night. They just don't know. They don't know what you're afraid of. They don't know what lights you up like you do. So you have to be honest and you have to stick up for your dreams, your goals, and your ambition. Be fired up. What was the question, C- name? You can just, just try to figure it out off my answer. No, I'm just
2: <laughs> How do you talk with your family about quitting your job if they have a belief system around going to school, working, then retiring? Uh, I, I agree with everything Kevin said.
1: I also think the one thing that I want to add that I think is a critical component of entrepreneurship, especially if you really want to succeed at the highest levels, What I've found a pattern amongst certain achievers that I coach and that we've interviewed. And we've interviewed millionaires, billionaires, some semi-famous people, some famous people. And at this point, I've started to recognize patterns of... of, And here's the truth that I want to give as well. There are certain character traits that increase the probability of success by a significant margin. So, for example, Kevin bringing his 55-pound podcast equipment bag and having it in his lap... At the beginning of his podcast, when he was only a couple episodes in, when he easily could have just been like, you know what, I'm not going to bring this equipment. I'm just going to go on vacation. That was an indicator to my brain of like, ooh, that's something special. Most people wouldn't go through that amount of pain to stick consistent, to stay consistent. And so to answer this question, you have to let, you have to let the naysayers motivate you. So yes, try what Kevin said. Have a conversation. Be vulnerable. Be honest. This is what I want to do. This is my life. This is what I believe will fulfill me. Yes. But you're going to get some haters. You're going to get some naysayers. And you need to let it drive you. You need to let it drive you. And I have some clients who, no matter how hard they try to explain it, no matter how successful they get, too, it's wild. It still happens. It's like I have one client. So unreasonably successful, still, still receiving judgment from her mom, still receiving judgment from her aunts and her uncles and her family. And it's like, why on earth are they trying to tell her this was a bad idea when she's already a multimillionaire? So two things, number one, it's never going to go away. Number two, try to do what Kevin said. And and yes, that will help with some people, but not others. And number three, you got to keep it in here. You've got to let it motivate you. At the beginning of my journey, I had some people who were vehemently unkind, vehemently unkind. You're an idiot. Why would you ever do that? That's never going to work. You know, I can't. Oh, you're into personal development now and you're a podcaster now. And oh, you think you're a bodybuilder now and all that stuff. I'm telling you, it was it was bad. I, I, the first two years for me, it was really hard after that car accident. And I was right. We're very very successful far more successful than any of those people and it drove me and in all honesty It drove me to almost the point where I want to go back and thank them Thank you for being so unkind because it made me want to be successful 10 times more and i'm never gonna go thank them obviously, but You've got to let it drive you. You've got to let it drive you. That's my answer You have to try what kevin said first be vulnerable and be honest But after that, I think there's a pattern. I think you got to
2: let it drive you. How do you justify quitting a nine-to-five that you went to school for without feeling like you wasted your education?
0: Mm. Alan, go ahead. I was not invited to any fine uh, universities, so I don't have the experience you do.
1: This is a cognitive bias called the cost-sunk bias. Uh, One time I was playing blackjack back in my gambling days, and I lost... Uh, and normally I won too. So this is even harder for me. I lost 1600 bucks and I went back to the ATM, got another 1600. <laughs> and, uh, the reason why I took that extra 1600 out is because I had the cost sunk bias. I didn't want to leave because I didn't want to leave a loser. I, up to that point, I had never lost in blackjack cause I used to count cards and I didn't want to leave losing after already wasting all that money. And so, it's called a cost-sunk bias. So, when you invest tons of time and energy into a degree or into schooling or into a specific education, you feel like it's a waste if you were to pivot. But you're not seeing the cost on the other end. So, let me try to unpack this. You have to Miyagi yourself into saying, okay, yes, Alan, you invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into this engineering degree and into this MBA. Yes, you make $180,000 selling industrial, industrial automation equipment into, you know, manufacturing facilities. And yes, you've spent your entire young adult life building up to this point. But you're unfulfilled. And you're 26 years old. And if you don't pivot now, you might never. I often say on podcasts, I had my midlife crisis in my mid-20s. And I'm grateful for that. And so you've got to look into the future and say... Okay, yeah, maybe I wasted that education or maybe I, I wasted... First of all, it's not a waste because everything you learn, you can apply everywhere else. You also learned hard work. You learned self-discipline. You learned knowledge that can apply other places. But you got to look at, okay, what's the downside of me not changing? What's the downside of me staying at a job I don't love? What's the downside the long-term downside of having my midlife crisis in my 50s when I realized I didn't love what I was doing. Now, when I say love what you're doing, what I mean is you're not always going to want to do it. What I mean is you're always grateful you did. Kevin and I do not want to record every episode. We do not want to show up every single day. Right now, I'm having a hard day. You can probably tell. I didn't necessarily want to show up today. And I told Amy right before this, I said, we got to serve. We just got to serve. Like, let's. We had a hard week. That's okay. We got to serve. So I love what I do because I'm always glad I did it, not because I always want to do it. And so you got to be careful with this. But that's my answer is it's not a waste. It's just a bias. You have a cost sunk bias. We all deal with that. Don't go back to the the ATM and waste another 1600 You know, just 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 move on and evolve and, and have the courage to do that and realize, you know, you're going to apply all of that knowledge elsewhere anyway, and it will come full circle. You just have to trust that.
0: Plus the ATM charges you a pretty hefty fee. I was on the wrong side of the casino ATM many times and I never (laughs) left with more money than I went in with. I believe it was Kevin Palmieri who said it in 2022 that the next 60 years of your life are more important than the previous four. If somebody came up to you and said, I'm in this relationship, I've been in this relationship for four years or six years or eight years, depending on how long you went to college, I don't know what the industry standard is. But you said to this person, okay, why are you still in the relationship? And you said, well, I don't know, I'm not really excited about the future, but I've been I've been in this relationship for the last four years, six years, eight years. And like, Tell me more, why? Well, four years of time is the amount of time that I've put into this relationship. And I've also spent thousands and thousands of dollars on this person. You very quickly would realize, oh, you know what? I am only in this relationship because of my past with this person. I think... Same answer goes here. If you're only doing your thing because you've done it and that was the plan, you're going to be miserable in the future. And what Alan said, the cost sunk bias. I believe that is the actual answer. That is the root cause. But you, you have to logic yourself. You're, you're thinking and emotion. If somebody came to you and said the same thing to you, what is the answer you give them? Well, you got to do it because of this. You're not going to be happy in 10 years. Right? You're not going to be happy in 15 years. In 20 years, if you do what you love, maybe your debt will be paid off and you'll be living your dream life. You have to out-emotion yourself with logic and the cost-sunk bias is the way to do that. Well said, Alan. You as well, brother. I appreciate that.
3: Hi, my name is Bianca Thomas and I am the co-founder and COO of Evolve Ventures. I have had the absolute gift and honor of knowing Kevin and Alan since the beginning of their journey. And I've seen their evolution, I've seen their growth, I've seen the men that they have become. And it is for that exact reason that I have invested so much time, so much energy, and so many resources into being in their orbit, having them as my mentors, as my coaches, and even, doing group coaching. They are two of the most extraordinary human beings I've ever met and they have made my life so much better. I was a fraction of the person that I was now beforehand and having them in my orbit, having them as my coaches, having them as dear, dear friends, I truly believe is the reason that I am who I am and where I am today. So I hope that this gives you the message that you need, the trust and the belief that you need to take the chance on them. Because I guarantee if you allow them into your life, you are going to get better. Your life is going to get better. And you can achieve and do anything that you want if you have them in your corner kevin and alan i love you guys so much and i will sing your praises any chance that i get i love you guys i hope this helps
2: how do i determine ahead of time that i can stay focused and diligent without a boss and being my own boss
0: start setting small goals and start kicking those goals butts i don't know any other way you have to prove to yourself that. You are a disciplined person. You are a capable person. You are a consistent person. And I think the only way to do that is to start proving to yourself. You could even start setting small deadlines for yourself. I will have blank, 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 and blank done by this date. I would, yeah, just start testing yourself. Just start testing yourself. Because like Alan said, there are days where I don't want to do certain things, but they have to get done. They just have to get done. And honestly, there might not be any short-term detriment. It might not seem like anything is going to happen, but you never know when something is going to happen. So start testing yourself before the necessity is, and I'll use this term lightly, but it can be this way, do or die in your business. Do it when you have a little bit of a runway, when you have a little bit of a safety net. Start proving to yourself through small actions that you can do it.
1: Yeah. Uh, My answer is similar to Kev's, but I want everyone to understand there's a book by Brendan Burchard called called High Performance Habits, and one of the six, there's only six, and this is all data-driven, by the way, this book's fire, if you haven't read it, we might be doing it in book club next, but there's six habits and one of them is necessity. There is some truth to the fact that you'll never be as disciplined as you can be without necessity. That's just data. That's truth. So, for example, Kevin does 25 habits a day or 21 and then tracks four other things every day. Is that what it is, Kev?
0: Whatever. I don't know. Something. Right.
1: <laughs> All right. So, here's what I'll say. Everyone on the Next Level University team and anyone who's in my coaching program tracks their habits every day. Okay. How many other people randomly on the street track habits every day? Right. It's 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 the necessity You're paying for the habit tracker. You're paying for the coaching. At NLU, you're on the team and you want to belong on the team. So everyone on the team tracks their habits. It's It's a cultural necessity thing. And we have Alessandro as the chief operations officer breathing down our neck if we don't. No, I'm just kidding. That's by design and it's awesome. Thank you, Alessandro. We love you. But here's my point. Yes, you need necessity. So what Kevin's saying is create the necessity in advance. You know, start small and build long before you're in trouble, yes, 100%. But also understand that there is some truth to the fact that you won't be that disciplined until you have to. And so here's what I would say. I coached, I've i coached people in the NFL, uh, one person in particular, keep it anonymous, one person who was in Major League Baseball as well. And I talked to both of these men in particular, and I said, you know what's interesting is that you were the happiest when you were in those professional sports and you were the most fulfilled and you've told me this. I think it's because the organization provided the high standards and the structure and the necessity that you needed to be your best self. That's actually why group coaching works so well because right in the beginning of group coaching, we say, hey, listen, everybody's going to be on this app. It's called Optimal. And if you all as a team can get at least 75% in terms of your tracking your habits every day, we're going to move you from six habits a day to nine habits a day. And if you can get 75% at, as a team, as a team, that's the important part, then we're going to move you from nine habits a day to 12 habits a day, but not until you can prove to us that you as a team can get 75%. It creates, no one wants to let the team down. So whether it's the MLB or the NFL or the Marine Corps or Next Level University or whatever it is, think about when you were the most on point in your athletics. It's when you were on a team. This is the human condition. If you're not on a team with high standards, you're not going to raise your standards as much as you will if you were. And we're trying to replicate that in everything that we do. And even the businesses that I coach, that's what I'm trying to create. So there's one business in particular that I'm creating their own dashboard where they track their habits every day. And no one wants to let the team down and everyone can see everyone else's numbers. So if you've ever seen someone with a Fitbit or an Apple Watch walking around in circles at night trying to hit their 10,000 steps, it's not just because they want 10,000 steps. It's because they know that all their family and their friends are also in that competition. That's why we started the NLU Fit Pick. Because we want a team effort. We want everyone to be more consistent in fitness so that everyone can be better as a team. We want to raise the standard for everyone so that everyone can be their best. And I think that that's my answer is is you've gotta you've gotta leverage that and double down on that. So yes, what Kevin said, start small and build, but also get some accountability. Get some accountability in your life.
0: I second that. Amy, last question, lightning round Alan. One minute each, if we go over, we're gonna get a shot caller. That's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna mail you a shot caller Every <laughs> if something go over and get a buzz. That would be we go viral for that actually. So <laughs> yeah, we don't I think really- we do it.
2: If you need to have low expenses, how do you know what's a good or bad expense?
0: Go ahead, Alan. I, I was never the king of low expenses. I spend money like it's going out of business. So
1: <laughs> You're getting much better. You're getting it. much better. Um, Public accountability. Yes, yeah, because I know you're, look, you're looking at the numbers too. That's why. Uh, he sends me a report every day. It's awesome. Good Good stuff we got going. Checks and balances. All right, to answer the question, if it makes you or your business better, invest it. If it's for show or it's, for luxury, wait until later. Um, People try to get into entrepreneurship because it looks glamorous and it's such a mistake. Oh my God, it's a mistake. Um, Gary V talks about this a lot. He said, I started Wine Library when I was, uh, you know, I overtook my, my dad's company. Oh, lightning round. Okay. I'm going, I'm going. All right. Gary V talks about this. People start entrepreneurship because they see boats and bottles and and nice restaurants and vacations and all dream homes and all that stuff. Worst idea ever. Okay, that's way later. Early on, Gary Vee says we scrapped. I bartered services for an office space at VaynerMedia, which is his current company. Like, and he was already a multimillionaire because he knew that he wanted to keep his expenses lower than the money. He was bringing in because he—it's just good business. Because when the economy goes down, you need to be able to weather the storm. And so that's my answer: is if if you if it makes you and your business better, invest it. If it's for glitz and glam, be careful. Do that later. And honestly, even then, don't.
0: I I second what Alan said hundred percent. If it makes you more money, if it makes you better, if it makes you more productive, and it's within your budget—that's the other thing too. Like you have to have some sort of budget. Uh, We did an episode where I'm looking at buying a very expensive bed. Now, we wouldn't have, that wouldn't have happened three years ago. I mean, we weren't even, we were not making enough money for that. Even now, it's not a great financial decision, but it's a great productivity and overall health decision. A $4,500 bed, that's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money, but we know that we can afford it. So I second everything Alan said. Real quick, Alan, what do you, okay, so what is the number? If somebody is making X amount, like what is the goal? in terms of the margin that they should be aiming for expenses versus what they're actually making? Like what is the goal? Take home. Uh, Just for tangi- tangibility. Is that a word?
1: Yeah. If you have a business that, so it's 10% is what I think is optimal. So to provide context, we have a bigger business. Now we pay team members. We have a 16 person team. We have tons of different software, zoom and Streamyard, and we have a lot of expenses now. So yeah, we make way more money, but we also have way more expenses. So the amount of cash on hand that we have should be around 10% profit margin. And and if you have more questions about this, reach out to Kevin or I, but that $4,500 bed wouldn't have made sense three years ago. Now it makes sense because Kevin needs to get good sleep because if he doesn't, this business is going to struggle. Um, there's a lot of different... I want to get new business shirts, but right now it doesn't make sense because last month we had a really big increase in clients, but we also um, lost some money with the venue. The venue was super expensive for Next Level Live. So my point is, is that you have to understand some people are overly scarce and they never invest money. Other people are overly abundant and they're just spend, spend, spend. You have to find the optimal stopping problem for you. That's the best I can give in this small context.
0: Yeah, I reach out. Like like Alan yeah, said, I reach out reach if out. you need more on that. I just wanted to give a little bit of extra context because I think you answered the question well. I thought maybe a little, little deeper would be good. Next level nation, speaking of money, imagine if you could make $100 for one minute of your time. I used to make $100 and something an hour back in the day when I was working at my corporate job. I thought that was awesome. You can do it in one minute. So for the entire month of April, we have this going on where you can leave us a review. All you gotta do is click the link in the show notes if you're listening or below if you're watching this live. Leave us a review on your platform of choice so we can help more people like you and you will be entered into a drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card at the end of the month. We're gonna pick it totally randomly so make sure you get in before the end of the month. One minute, hundred dollars pretty good if this was something that resonated with you, uh, group coaching's a much deeper
1: dive. Imagine this was one hour uh forty minute q and a uh, or forty minute keynote twenty minute q and a now imagine behind the scenes six separate hours privately with nine other individuals that's group coaching we're going to go much deeper and we're going to help you really set yourself up in a way where you have that runway. And even Kevin's question there at the end about the optimal stopping problem and expenses and all that kind of stuff, we go deep into all of that. And and in group coaching, you can ask questions that are much deeper um, and that we have the real time to answer. And then on top of that, you're going to get a free half hour coaching session with me at the end of it. So join group six. We already have six people signed up, three or four verbal yeses. It will close by the end of the week. We have a bunch of people interested. Uh, It's only 75 bucks to lock your spot. So it's $441 for the program. You can pay all up front. You can pay over three months or you can pay six months. And if you choose six months, it's only 75 bucks a month for the next six months. And I promise you, you will make way more than that in the long run with what you learn in this program.
0: As with everything we do, we, we try to over deliver there's people that charge way, way, way more money for group coaching. That's the price point we're at right now. It's way more valuable than that. Please, please, please. It will change your life. I believe that now more than I ever have. And we want to see you there. It's a deeper dive. Next level nation, as always, we love you. We appreciate you. We are grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow because seven episodes a week. Please reach out. Bye.